Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Are the Utah Jazz still not getting enough credit? Do the Portland Trailblazers have a real chance in the West? Plus, what is causing fans to act like idiots at sporting events? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Memphis Grizzlies put a scare into the Utah Jazz in game one, and since then, Utah has taken three straight games to put a stranglehold on this series, the latest, a 120-113 win. Joining me now from Locked on Jazz, David Locke. And David, I'm watching this series going, Memphis is playing really well, and Utah has matched them at every point. Do you think it is more about Memphis uh, and and that opponent not being as strong that that Utah is not getting the credit is this about Utah? What are you seeing here? And and I'm I'm sort of leading you to the answer here a little bit because I just feel like Utah has played better than maybe we're giving them credit for at this point. Yeah, I, I don't know if uh, I guess I don't know what the outside world is saying. So I would just give you this perspective. I mean, I think Utah's the one seed, and they've done what a one seed should do since they got their best player back. They've led for 130 of the 144 possible minutes in the last three games. So this series has not been incredibly close, yet Memphis has played really, really well, has battled, has fought. has, And the most impressive thing the Jazz have done is that while Memphis continually makes runs back at the Jazz and puts a little fright in it, the Jazz regain the control of the game each and every time. So I think that this game is kind of exactly who Memphis is, and it is their coming out party on a national stage with their young star and John Morant and a bunch of other really nice players, and hopefully people realize how good Jonas Valanciunas is. And at the same time, I think the Jazz are doing what a one seed should do in this circumstance, which is impressively go on the road, win both games, and fairly could argue, argue that if Donovan Mitchell had played all four games, that this series would be over by now. So then projecting this forward a little bit, because, you know, we, we assume Utah is going to take care of business here. How much uh, of this series do you think we can take in extrapolating what the Jazz are moving forward against some of the best teams in the West in what looks like a wide open conference? So let's remember the Jazz were up 3-1 last week uh, or last year in the bubble and did not close the deal. So I will um, not uh, go with you down the road of assuming much. But what I have seen out of the Jazz so far in this series, that Memphis is a pretty good defensive team. And the Jazz, when Donovan Mitchell or Mike Conley has been on the floor, have absolutely throttled their defense. That as much as the Jazz are thought of as this defensive team, what they've really built is an elite, elite offensive team that has taken one of the better defenses in Memphis and just riddled them. I mean, the Jazz, off if you follow... Uh, advanced metrics, you know, any offensive rating over 115 is above average. Anything over 120 is elite. The Jazz offensive rating in each of the last three first quarters has been over 140. So they're putting on an offensive display. At the same time, what thing that might be a little concerning that you take forward if the Jazz advance is that defensively they have not been dominant in this series and that Rudy, that Rudy Gobert has not had a dominating impact in the same way as he has in the regular season. I think Jonas Valanciunas might be the single toughest matchup for Rudy because if you detach from him for one second, 
both he and the Grizzlies know what to do and they get him the ball and he lays it up or he gets an offensive rebound. So in some ways, I think this is as tough a matchup as you could possibly have. And for three of the four games, the Grizzlies offensive rating has been around 113, which is a little below average. So it's not been terrible, but it hasn't been dominating. Locked On Today is brought to you in partnership with Odyssey. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, your new home for music, news, sports, and podcasts. Download the Odyssey app today. Coming up, do the Portland Trailblazers have a real chance in the Western Conference? That's next. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need at a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts from his computer, choosing the only brands that the warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer, you have a phone, you have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. This is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Rockauto.com has a unique and remarkably easy to navigate catalog. Quickly see all the parts available for your car or truck and choose the brands and specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know we sent you. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. A fan ran onto the court and jumped up and touched the backboard during gameplay in the Philadelphia 76ers versus Washington Wizards playoff game on Monday night. The fan was at the Wizards basket as they came down on offense before referees noticed the man and stopped the game with three minutes to play in the third quarter. The fan was quickly tackled by a security guard and pulled off the floor before being handcuffed by police. The Wizards announced that changes are being pursued by local police and the fan will be banned from the arena. The Wizards would win the game 122-114 and making things worse, Joel Embiid left the game with knee soreness after a hard fall. Anthony Davis left Game 4 in the Lakers series versus the Suns with a groin injury. That series is tied 2-2 and Game 5 is tonight. How healthy is Anthony Davis? Here's Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Yeah, he had an MRI and uh, confirmed a, a strained groin. You know, he'll be uh, listed as day to day. listed as questionable, but he's he's literally day to day. You know, we're gonna see how he feels tomorrow. We're gonna treat it overnight, do everything we can to get it feeling better, and uh, we'll see where he's at tomorrow. The Toronto Maple Leafs have lost in the first round of the playoffs the past four seasons. This season, they won the North Division and were up 3-1 on the Canadiens. Surely, they wouldn't go home in the first round for a fifth straight time, right? Hey guys, Mike DiStefano here from Locked on Leafs. The Maple Leafs blowing a 3-1 series lead. They fall in Game 7 to the Montreal Canadiens by a score of, of course, three to one the haunting numbers that will now haunt me for the rest of my life oh, this was a tough one an absolute tough one the maple leafs did not wake up ready to go which was insanely discouraging to see the big boys matthews and marner weren't able to get up off the mat and come through with a big game which they had to tonight and unfortunately it cost them their season a tough tough way for the season to end for toronto it was supposed to be different this year it was supposed to be different same result. Disappointing round one exit. Where do we go next? Naomi Osaka has withdrawn from the French Open, announcing Monday on social media that she will take some time away from the court one day after she was fined and threatened with harsher sanctions for skipping her mandatory media obligations. Osaka, in a lengthy statement, said she never wanted to be a distraction and that her withdrawal is the best thing for the tournament, the other players, and her well-being. 
That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for today on betonline.ag. The Brooklyn Nets could close out their series with the Boston Celtics. The betonline.ag line for that game is Brooklyn giving 12 and a half. The Portland Trailblazers and Denver Nuggets are locked in a 2-2 tie in their series. The betonline.ag line is Denver giving two. And you heard the latest with Anthony Davis. Keep an eye on the news throughout the day. The betonline.ag line for Lakers Suns is Phoenix giving five. For all your NBA playoffs, Stanley Cup playoff, MLB or golf odds, betonline.ag has you covered. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Here is another story you need to know. It has been a back and forth series between the Portland Trailblazers and Denver Nuggets and now the all-pivotal Game 5 looms. Joining me now from Locked on Blazers, Mike Richmond and Mike, as the West comes together here a little bit in the playoffs. We have these injuries for the Lakers. We don't really know what the future is with Anthony Davis. The Jazz are looking vulnerable. So every series seems to take on a little bit of heightened importance with as wide open as this all could be. What is it going to take for Portland to take control of this series? Well, I think it just needs to be another excellent night from Yusuf Nurkic. He was the best player on the court in Game 4. And I think going in, if you had said Yusuf Nurkic is going to be the Blazers' best player and Dame's going to shoot 1 for 10, that's a loss. Those are those are yep. losing numbers. That's a losing <laughs> plan. Uh, but... It's he's Yusuf Nurkic is just incredibly key. His being mentally locked in, staying out of foul trouble so he can stay on the floor. The coaching staff finally got it right and played him every minute that uh, Jokic was on the courts. And if if he can play, I don't think he can play probably as well as he did in Game Four. But if he can be a nuisance and 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 be a problem for Nikola Jokic and help the Blazers the way he does on the other end, then Portland's got a, a real chance. And how much of that is the matching Jokic? Because it's not like he's out there being Gobert and it's just going to shut Jokic down. He's a, he's a pivotal part about what they want to do on offense as well. Yeah, I mean, he, he they run a lot of offense through him. Uh, in game four, they even ran some post-ups to him, and it was clear that that was part of the plan because in the first post-up touch he got, Carmelo Anthony jumped up off the bench and started yelling, go get him, go get him. Uh, it, was, it was definitely, it was, you know, they, it's, Yusuf Nurkic is not a, a star by any means, but he's good at a lot of things. And in many ways, he is the most important player for the Trailblazers because he opens up what they do on offense and he allows them to execute this specific game plan against Nikola Jokic where they're not going to double team. And they say, hey, we also have a seven foot, 300 pound dude, and he's just going to do his best against you. So looking beyond this series, and this is a question I've, I've asked you in a couple of different ways as we've gone through this playoff series, but the West is feeling a little bit wide open right now. Uh, so I'll ask it this way. Why not the Blazers? Well, uh, the same reason why not anyone else. They still got to win a couple more games. I think um, zooming out and Blazer fans, if you're listening, you can kill me for this sort of like optimism and looking ahead. But it couldn't be setting up better for the Blazers. The team that they have no chance against the Lakers looks beat up and like they could be missing their key part for an extended period of time. The other team that they might face in the second round is the Phoenix Suns and their star player, uh, 
Chris Paul hasn't shot a three-pointer in a week. Uh, it's a lot of things are breaking their way and they, they are relatively healthy and they are at least, you know, as of Saturday, ask me on Thursday, it might've been a little bit different, but as of Saturday, playing their best basketball of the postseason, they looked as good as they have on Saturday. Um, the only reason not to think is because it's, uh, it, there's a long way to go. Um, I don't think you could make a great case that they're like way, way better than the Denver Nuggets, but if they get out of this, first round they're definitely going to be in a really good spot so what is causing fans to act like idiots at sporting events our cue of the day is next Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with nine delicious flavors. Flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, and double chocolate. First one I ever had. That was when I learned how special Built Bar was. And they have these limited edition flavors that almost always sell out because guess what? No one makes delicious protein bars quite like Built Bar. And if you haven't figured that out yet, or if you're a lover of the Built Bar and you just want to save a little money, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. Fans got to grow up at some point. I know that being in the house for a year and a half with the pandemic, got a lot of people on edge, got a lot of people uh, stressed out. Um, but when you come to these games, you got to realize, man, these 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 men are human. You know, we're not animals. We're not in a circus. You coming to the game is not all about you as a fan. So have some respect for the game. Have some respect for these human beings and have some respect for yourself. Your mother wouldn't be proud of you throwing water bottles at, at basketball players or spitting on players or tossing popcorn. So grow the f*** up and enjoy the game. You know, it's bigger than it's bigger than you. That was Kevin Durant on the unfortunate incident in Boston involving a fan and Kyrie Irving, a water bottle being thrown. Of course, KD also referencing the incident with Russell Westbrook and the popcorn. Joining me now to talk about this issue from Locked On Celtics, John Corrales. And John, there is a, a, a part of this, and KD talked about it, the fact that fans have not been at these games in a long time. There is some potentially pent-up frustration here. How much of this is that? And maybe we just say look, you know, over time, this sort of works itself out. And how much of this is, hey, the NBA needs to find a way to, number one, curtail fan behavior, and or number two, keep these players a little bit safer? Well, I think 100% of this is we need to make sure that this is curtailed. Um, However, I, I will say that I think everybody in general is about 20% angrier coming out of the pandemic. I think that's just, you know, social media has become so much more vitriolic. People have over the past year plus gone through some of the most divisive things that this country has seen. And so between the politics that have separated us, between a pandemic that has cooped us up and all of that stuff, there is, I'm sure, a level of just... Uh, we don't know how to act anymore amongst other human beings. But that shouldn't be an excuse for this because I think there's a basic baseline human decency that says, don't throw water bottles at people. <laughs> right? Like this is pretty standard, like easy stuff. Like don't treat these guys like they're like, as you know, Kevin Durant said, they're not zoo animals. They are human beings with an exceptional skill and they wear the laundry that you don't like, or they've done things that you don't like. That's fine. Boo them, but don't cross these lines. I mean, no matter how angry you might be, 
I think there should still be a basic human human decency that says, don't do this crap. And, and right now, I mean, the the person who engaged in this behavior in Boston is being prosecuted and and potentially in a serious way if he doesn't plead down. Do you think the, these sorts of harsh penalties could be a, a better deterrent? I mean, they started at, at sporting events saying, OK, if you streak on the field, it's ten thousand dollars and you're going to go to jail. And guess what? People stop doing it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think to, to understand that there's a consequence that there's a line between being a sports fan, being a Boston sports fan, booing Kyrie, being a Utah sports fan, booing John Morant and the line that says, don't yell racist things at his family. Don't throw something at a player because you don't like him. Like there is very clear, a very clear line there. And so I would say anything that says, well, now you, you, you crossed the bounds of sports. So now you have to face a consequence. This isn't, this isn't some fantasy world. You've thrown something at another human being. If you do that on the street, you'll get arrested and charged. So I agree that going ahead and charging this person and sure, maybe he pleads down and maybe, you know, there's a community service and, and you don't want to ruin someone's life if they made a drunken mistake. But at the same time, you have to face the consequences and it has to hit home. And you have to be the example that then comes out and says, you know what? I made a horrible mistake. I apologize. Don't be me. Learn from my mistake. And finally, two weeks after Kevin Pillar took a 95-mile-per-hour fastball to the face, a play that left him with a broken nose and needing facial surgery, he was back playing left field for the Mets. Pillar told reporters Monday that the bones in his nose won't be fully healed for four to six weeks, so he'll wear a mask while playing the field or when he's on the bases, but not when he's batting. Talk about taking one for the team. Wow. Now that you've got the news, go make some money. Listen to Locked on Bets. Download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up Wednesday, will Anthony Davis' latest injury be the end of the Lakers this season? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.